May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. This is not actually the first Sunday in Lent. It's the 50th Sunday in the longest Lent ever, starting back on March 15th, 2020, when we had to close down our churches due to COVID-19. This entire year has been some kind of wilderness. And then there was last week. There are several modern-day metaphorical images of wilderness that sum up the majority of the week we have been through here in Texas. But I don't have time to go through all of them. So I'll just, I've just picked a couple. First, we began the week with that awful image of the tragedy of that massive car wreck on I-35. It involved at least 133 cars crashing into each other. The Fort Worth police, chief of police, said it was something he had never seen before, ever in his life. And he prayed to God that he would never see it again. The man was shaken, visibly shaken. Weather and wreckage combined this past week to have us all shaking, quaking in our boots, shivering in our cold, waterless homes. Second is the image of the almost, and maybe because we have a a verse from Noah and the ark, I, I, I was touched by this image of these, the sea turtles. Almost 5,000 sea turtles on South Padre Island that are in a state of shock. I heard about that at the end of the week. Stunned into a catatonic state by freezing temperatures. They are stunned by the cold. Every part of their being shut down. Back in late December, after Christmas, when I innocently thought that 2021 could not possibly be worse than 2020, I visited some sea turtles at a rescue center. There were just a handful of them. Now, people without power or water themselves are scouring the beaches rescuing sea turtles by the thousands, laying them out on their convention center floor for the duration of their convalescence, which could take weeks. They won't get over this easily, either the people or the turtles. They are stunned and weakened. I see that stunned look in the mirror, in many of my neighbors' faces, see it in your faces and hear it in your voices. In between the wreckage and the stunning, all of us were trying to cope with the dehumanizing reality of no heat or water for basic functions. 
And as bad as it was for so many of us, it was so much worse for the people experiencing homelessness. So much suffering, all caused by one thing, greed. Whether wind turbines or gas or coal, all the Texas energy generator systems needed to be insulated to prepare for this worst-case scenario. A fact that had been officially legislated, pointed out a decade ago, and an investment not made because of the cost. Now we all have had to pay, and the cost is exponential. All of this feels like so much wilderness. Or taking images from the Hebrew scriptures feels like we are in a boat in the middle of massive destruction, no dry land to be seen anywhere. As you can tell, this is not a feel-good sermon. But our faith is not about feeling good. It is about witnessing to the good, to God, in whatever reality, in the reality in which we find ourselves. And it is about being rooted, rooted in the God of history, the God of hope, the God even of human kindness, even when that hope and that kindness seem scarce and the history seems harsh. The roots, our roots of faith, are there in God's good grounding, like so many plants frostbit and frozen this week. They may spring back if tended. In the gospel text today, the words used for belief and repentance are plural, not singular. And that is significant because we are called to hold each other up in our faith and to hold each other accountable in our repentance. While we are individually accountable for how we act, it is only collaborative effort that will affect large-scale systems and prevent sins like greed from systematically hurting and destroying on a large scale. Belief and repentance are plural in this gospel, and that is good news. Working together with Christ, even in whatever wilderness we find ourselves in, even in the midst of mass destruction, we may embody God's good news, pointing to the better angels of human nature, praying to never see such damage again, surviving however we can through the stunning, to be able to see that sign of the covenant, that rainbow, and to resist temptation. I don't know how we did it, but despite the year and the week from you know where that we have had, yesterday 
we were able to create an incredible service honoring the call to ordained leadership in the church. It was all such a miracle. We didn't have power or water at Trinity for much of the week. Every single person involved, like all of you, had been through massive measure, some measure of suffering. Yet somehow we pulled it together. Yes, we did it for Luz, whom we love. But we also, or even more so, did it as a sign of faithfulness in the one who called Luz and calls all of us to vocation, lay and ordained. We resisted the temptation to stay in despair, because I did go there for a little bit. I think many of us did. But we resisted the temptation to stay in despair and created a sign of God's everlasting covenant by praying and celebrating life and God's call on our hearts together. Bishop Monterosso, who preached yesterday, pointed out that God had somehow some way gathered people from all over the world, all over the country, all over Texas, in person and online, in this church here in Houston. Luz and Tan's family alone come from Vietnam, Peru, El Salvador, Texas. I don't know where else, but that's a wide variety. And there were definitely other countries and states represented. The musicians, Luce's husband, Tan, Sandra, Ellis, Colin, April, Palayo, and Andy had all been affected in various degrees during this crisis. Some still have no water in their homes. But they showed up like the angels in the wilderness to serve Christ, to show love, and to show that rainbows still appear after much devastation. I mean, the blend of musical talent and styles combined so beautifully in such a way that rarely happens, I'm going to be honest, it rarely happens in the Episcopal Church. It combined to bring beauty in the midst of our suffering. And it was a labor of love for every single person involved. Yesterday, the liturgy reminded me of the woman who anointed Jesus with expensive oil while he was on his way to the cross. That time when the disciples protested that what she had done was too much, and Jesus told them that they were wrong. That liturgy was the best we had to offer as an offering to the Christ who gave us all. It was beauty in the midst of devastation that helped soothe the soul and point to the one on whom we depend. And here we are again, faithfully offering our time, our prayers, our lives to ground ourselves in God's goodness. There was one thing that I was not able to pull off musically for the ordination yesterday. 
Elmer and I tried to get a friend from El Salvador, a professional musician, to record a song that is symbolic of El Salvador, where Luce's parents are from, and it's a song that she loves. There were, as there have been all year, technical difficulties in getting that video. The lyrics were written for a people in great suffering and resonate now and remind me both of the spirit descending at Christ's baptism to remind him of who he was and of the dove right before the story of the rainbow, the dove that was sent out from the ark in search of dry land. I want to share it now, a little mixed Spanish and English. El pueblo salvadoreño tiene el cielo por sombrero. Tan alta su dignidad en la búsqueda del tiempo. En que florezca la tierra por los que han ido cayendo. En que venga la alegría a lavar el sufrimiento. En que venga la alegría a lavar el sufrimiento. The people of El Salvador have the whole sky or all of heaven as a wide-brimmed hat for covering. So tall, so high, so big is their dignity as they go in search of a time when the earth will bloom with all those who have fallen, when happiness will come to wash away suffering, when joy will come to cleanse suffering. Dale que la marcha es lenta, pero sigue siendo marcha. Dale que empujando el sol se acerca la madrugada. Keep going, people. The march is slow, but it is still moving forward. Keep going, pushing on like the sun pushes for the dawn to come near. They would have to fill the world with massacres in order to take away your willingness to love. Dale, salvadoreño, dale, que no hay pájaro pequeño, dale, que después de alzar el vuelo, dale, se detenga en su volar. Keep going, Salvadorian, keep going, all of us. There is no bird so small that after it takes wing, its flight can be stopped. So my friends, as a friend wrote just recently, this week, this Lent, don't give up. Keep going. Dale. Amen.